This is Pull Request, live from the heart of Brooklyn. Pull Request is an hour-long podcast about everything in and relating to technology with three techno experts. Eric Newman, hi! Corey Casares, hello! And Tyler Dinner, hey there! This week's episode, Summer Slackin'. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another poll request. My name is Eric Newman, and across from me, finally, is somebody much more pleasing, aesthetically, mentally, physically, <laughs> everything, uh, than, than my word I can't say from another mother. The reason why I have to take Lexapro, Chris Grabowski is not here, and in his place, in his seat, on his microphone is our senior vice president for West Coast Marketing and Research, Corey Casares, hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing. A L- little closer to the mic. I'm doing very, very well. Welcome. Thank and you. you actually have finally made the big move across the country to the right coast. Today. Today. I just got in today. So you're still yeah. like, you can't say jet lag. You didn't fly. Because I drove. You the drove. Entire so are way. you lagged? Are you still? On, are you still? Yeah. On I mean, time? I feel like my. I just have like car seat sores. You know. Car from seat sitting. sores. Hemorrhoids. No, no, no. I mean, just my butt cheeks hurt. Great yeah, I'm just saying that's a road first thing, thing to talk know. about yeah. on the show. I think everyone should know that you know when you do these road trips, like that's something you need to be concerned. Bring about. one of those. Uh, like a little pillow pillows. is nice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So good to that, know. I'm fine. How are you liking it? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it's good. You uh, you drove here from where? You had a from pretty interesting California, uh, and I went. Well, down where in California? That's a Monterey, big California. Okay, which is Central Coast, Central two hours Coast, south. Yes. My sister, by the way, she works for the Central Coast News Leader. Uh, K-E-C-Y? K-S-B-W? No. Then I don't know. They're, they are an affiliate at, out, out of Santa Barbara, but okay. I guess that's the S-B. But yeah, anyway, she works on Anyways, the news somewhere yeah. in, that's in cool. the Central Coast. That's cool. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I know. I don't like California. I know you it's don't. Fun. No, it's not fine. I like <laughs> California. I don't like Californians. But now you're in the wonderful, greatest yes. state in the country. This is true. New York, so you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the Californians I do like actually have left. I found okay. that out. Yes. Like, yeah. like the drummer... For the show, that's right. Somebody that we always <laughs> fail to introduce on time. In fact, no, not yet. That's Tyler Dinner. Oh, hey, we have '80s drums this week. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. It's actually the. Uh, it's actually the Fearless Flyers. Oh, they're not afraid of flying. Are they afraid to fall though? That's right. Anyway, how you doing, Tyler? Pretty good. Good. Let's put this music back on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're also you're also much more pleasing than Christian to listen to. I'm very happy. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Eric and Christian are having a lover's quarrel, so. We're having a family dispute. It happens. <laughs> it does. You know, I'm really... It happens from time to time when Christian calls me a bunch of names and... I don't leave Eric him out of convenience. You guys know. I mean, it's like yeah. we're in an abusive relationship. No you guys are the odd couple. That's what it is. He's, he's emotionally abusive to me, and he gaslights me all the time, but I stay all with right. him out of convenience. Okay, all okay. Right. You guys are this is an off the air. I'm kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we love Christian. Yeah. Just because he's not here, we have to give him okay. a little, a little okay. stuff. Let's switch gears and go right back to the show. Okay. Oh, no, it stopped. <laughs> That would have been a smooth transition if our intro music didn't stop. I'm really sorry. Uh, we tried. We can put the funk back on. Anyway. Um, so where are you staying, Corey? Now that you're I here in New York. I am 
I'm please stink. write on the microphone. I'm you gotta stink. kiss the I'm mic. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Not, I, I just usually feel like my voice projects loud enough. That's as great. It that's is. why we have the no. no but we, the thing but, yeah. is, this is not one of those yeah. NPR style podcasts. Okay, gotcha. So you can talk. Okay, I'm a talker. <laughs> okay. I project. Yeah. That's why it took. That's why. Uh, that's why there's a lot of room noise because it's my voice that's creating the yeah. room noise. But gotcha. You can project. Okay. We have it tuned to you know okay. speakers volumes, yeah. not. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so. I'm staying with friends, just couch surfing for a while, and That's great. then you know I'll hopefully find a place in a few weeks here. So. Well, we hope that you can make your home, your next home, in the wonderful neighborhood of Bushwick. No, that's where it's going to be. That's, great. Look at I the have... Gypsy Housing. That's a great place. Yeah, I know. I did. Thank oh. you for sending that to me last time. No problem. No problem. Yeah. You want to live with gypsies? <laughs> exactly. Steal some of their tears for me. Uh, we gotta. <laughs> let's go right into the show. Um, oh. No, because there's also somebody else that we forgot to inter- int- introduce. Introduce. Oh, that's rude of us. That's right. That's very rude of us, especially since our stage manager isn't here like he was last week. But he did such a terrible job, we didn't give him any credit. I'm really sorry, Kyle. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's our dormant stage manager. That's right. But no, he. Uh, we're no. So we because he's not here, we forgot to introduce, of course, our wonderful studio audience. Give us a round of applause. Yes. Thank you. We keep them in a Tupperware container during the week, and we take them out on Sundays just for us. And it is a holy crap hot and humid hellscape. It's not Sunday. humid. It's forty nine percent. It's actually really low. For that's New York. true. You know, that's not even considered humid for the place that I'm going next, which is Florida. Mm-hmm. And Florida is a whole level of humidity. I'm going to sweat through my. The last time I was there, I did actually sweat through my whole week's worth of clothes in three days. The humidity scale in Florida is from eighty five to one hundred percent. I should be used to it, but yet. Thank God I haven't lived there in six years. No, I feel like no one really can ever get used to that kind of weather, though. My sister, to her her credit, she loves it. Really? Yeah. And she, she'll, she'll put on a sweater when it's 72 degrees. She is a Floridian, after all. <laughs> That's... But, you know, she will wear flip-flops in January and complain that she's yeah. cold. Um, but, you know. That's, yeah. It's the East Coast, California. <laughs> There's palm trees. There's a lot of people who talk like this. And, anyway... Uh, yeah. But one other thing in the not great state of Florida is that it's being overrun by giant packs of green, green iguanas. That's right. Gr- packs of green iguanas are swarming seawalls, roaming yards and parks, and even leaving a path of destruction and filth in their wake. Like a shot of espresso, the hot summer sun has stoked activity in the cold-blooded creatures, which experts say may be at record numbers. Because Florida is also America's Australia. So Eric's going to get eaten by iguanas. Or shot by somebody. (laughs) Uh, But I might come back with a bunch of prescription medication. You better share. That is true. Tyler, I don't think that's a... I think you have... That's a front address, Mike. Test. Yeah, it is. You got to speak through the top. Turn the. Sorry, guys. Around. I had the wrong address. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. Um, so, uh, quote: This year is the most iguanas I've seen, and I've been in business for nine years. Well, that's not an incredibly long archive, says uh, somebody, the owner of Fort Lauderdale-based Iguana Control. All right, what do we got next? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to Florida, so I figured I'd, I'd give you that story. There's no code. In you don't iguanas. want to hear about the amount of sweat that I'm going to have. So. I don't want to hear how big the catfish are, Uncle Remus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's something that you might be able to resonate with. Pornhub announces that they'll be adding closed captioning to their videos. Now you have my attention and okay. the audiences. That's right. This is a technological <laughs> thing. It's funny because they call Pornhub the ever popular purveyor of adult videos and possibly charitable cause. They always do nice oh things. Oh my God. Do you know what this means? What, that, what does this mean? They'll be even more accessible. Pornhub announces it'll be adding closed captioning to their videos. Why will this change 
your daily life. What if you were deaf? No. Think more. Okay. I don't good, want. Good start. Instagram memes. There's already Instagram memes that use little snapshots of pornos, and now they're going to have cap- closed captioning of just these hilarious <laughs> oh God, scenes. Oh, my God. Instagram is going to blow up. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's good, Tyler. Wow. So that's how this will affect us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when I see those, when I see videos online, I never have the sound on, so the closed captioning would really work, but I Ooh, also don't ah, look at porn yeah, baby. on my phone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Parentheses. Sound uh, that body part makes. <laughs> think of the really. Remember, this is not an after dark show. No, I'm saying just think of you know fetish videos, and your mind can go wild with how funny those closed captioning <laughs> might be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is a PG-13 show. That's fine. We've kept it PG-13. That's fine. That's right. Um, let's move on. The R ratings are left to the imagination. Yes. Let's. Here's a bit about wireless charging that I think is pretty cool. This uh, Apple's still not going to have it. <laughs> no, but this European guy figured out how to actually steal electricity from an electricity wire that's running above you with a television antenna that you can use to charge your phone. Let's check him out like on guy. Facebook. He looks like the guy from... This is the part in Sprockets where we're down. Today, I'm going to show how to charge a mobile phone with induced current. That is wirelessly. We will need a TV flyback transformer, a car spark plug, and a diode. We need to apply the induced current of the power line to the... I'm sorry? Is there a TLDR on this? I mean, yeah, I already told it to you. I feel like it's hard to consume if you just hear it like this. The car spark plug. Well, basically, you have your car spark plug. You have you your... Why does have... this keep playing? Oh, car spark plug. I wasn't even understanding what you are saying. Yeah. You have your car spark plug. Mm-hmm. You, have your electric, you have your electric diode. TV antenna, you connect it all together, and you actually can steal the electricity coming off of the wires if you stand directly underneath them, and you can hook it up in a way that it doesn't fry. You have to connect a specific wire to a specific coil in the spark plug, or else you'll f- fry your phone. There is one coil that puts out just enough electricity to charge your phone without frying it, and he <laughs> figured out which one that is, and then, yeah, and then he's able to charge his phone, stealing wireless electricity. In fact... I can't believe this is 11 years ago. In 2007, when I was in college. Oh, my God. I'm so old. That was a good explanation, though. Thank you. I did a presentation on wireless electricity. That's why I sound so well-versed. Huh. It was uh, I, I, it was a presentation. I actually, uh, because I'm sick of PowerPoints, I did it in front of a green screen. And uh, that's I went the complete other direction. It was a group project. And I, unfortunately, my partner just wanted to do a PowerPoint. And I said, no, we're going to do this green screen presentation that I'm going to write. And it's going to be like this whole video. And I said, but look, I'll do all the work. You just do the same amount of work that you would normally do for the presentation. I'll do the rest of it because that's the only way that I could get her to agree or anyone reasonably. Yeah. When someone's like, look, man, it's a summer class. I don't really care. I just want to do a PowerPoint and move on. And I said, no, I hate PowerPoint. I want to make a beautiful green screen video. And it was called The Idiot's Guide. You know, like those books? Yeah, yeah. The Idiot's Guide to Wireless Electricity. But it wasn't actually called that. It was called like The Idiot's Guide to Wireless Energy Transfer and Information Therein Relating to Digital Media and Other Emerging Technologies specifically for Max Croft's DIG 3480 summer 2007 class at the University of Central Florida <laughs> by Eric Newman. It's on my portfolio if you go to pneumonium.com slash videos. I'm not kidding. And the partner That's like the longest out. title ever. Though. Yeah. Well, that's the point. But I remembered yeah. it 11 years on and I haven't seen this. It took me forever to memorize, but now it's in there. It's and in the, there for life. Yes. And uh, your, par- your partner withdrew from the class? No. No, she actually was really great. Her name is Carolyn. 
and um, she was really great, and she w did a great job. I'm in stepping the, out the of the video. way and letting you do the whole project since you were so ambitious. No, I, I no, I included her in parts of the project because she still had. Yeah, you to... put her name on the project board. No, <laughs> no, I included the part that she originally wrote, but when she started reading it, I just walked off screen, and I let her talk, and then I came back like a minute later, and I said, "Carolyn, this is a." Uh... It's really boring. There's Carol's minute. <laughs> the next 15 minutes. It's more. Eric. I'm Eric Newman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and now I do an hour long podcast. So this is it was the genesis of that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, and it was it was it was great. Um, and I actually used the same green screen and a year later to do a video for a film class. In fact, but then I learned the hard way that a green screen made for like simulation is not at all the same type of green screen that you would use for film because it doesn't have a crucial element called lighting. Mm -hmm. And that was a big when I, I didn't find that out until I was in Final Cut on my computer that really can't, couldn't run Final Cut. And I was like, why does this look awful? Oh, right. It's because it's not meant for this. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, see, you know, because I can pull down my, Corey, because I can yeah. pull down my computer screen, I don't have to see Christian's scowling face. Okay, so it it's a little more pleasant. Affirmation. Okay. No, it gives me, like, I'm not just, like, being a terrible person. Okay. I, I appreciate this, okay. the emotional support. It means a lot. Good. It's great. All right, moving on. Um, Happy to help. Thank you. We talked about all that. Here's something about a rotating free speech segment. As you know, I was put into Facebook jail two weeks ago for a comment that I made about a recent specific political event that will remain nameless on this show because this is not a political show. We won't talk about it, and we'll probably start fighting about it if we do. Now, what hasn't now, the comment that I wrote, which is just a text comment, so got flagged as right-wing hate speech, which I believe did not defame anybody, and I'm not a, on the right wing, and I don't believe that right-wing hate speech is good. Eric However, can't even fly. What? <laughs> you can't even fly. <laughs> I can't even fly? You said right-wing. I was making a bad joke. That was a bad joke. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Anyway, I won't even give you a sound effect for, for that. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to get your mind off politics before you got too hard. <laughs> yeah. No, so the thing is, I see a lot of anti-Semitic stuff on Facebook. A lot of it. And I reported some of that as hate speech. And it comes back as saying, we've reviewed it and decided that it's not hate speech. But your comment that was purely text was. That really bothers me. Mm -hmm. I don't care that Zuckerberg is Jewish because I'm sure he's one of those atheists that hates Judaism. But I don't I really don't like the fact. And this is the only soapbox that I've got. So I'm sorry, yeah. guys. Okay. But I really don't like the fact that I see so much anti-Semitism, anti like in cartoons, in so many of these big Jew nose cartoons that are. If you're going to do it, at least draw it well. Mm -hmm. Like I saw, a, like I saw a, a, a cartoon, or it was a joke that was like, it, it was Daniel Radcliffe dressed up as a brown shirt, and it was called Harry Potter in the Chamber of Gas. That's actually pretty funny. I laughed at that. That was actually, it was good because the imagery was there. It was a nice pun on the title. I had okay. Harry so Potter and the Chamber of Gas. Anti-Semitism, but that's something that you I had. What I'm saying is I have a sense of humor about it. No, no. What I'm saying is I have a sense of humor about it. It's a good place to start it. No, yeah, you, you're right. So I have a tolerance for some kind of stuff. And Clearly. I see a lot of things on there that I do not like. And the fact that my, what I would call innocuous comment and is no way mm -hmm. real, actual right-wing hate mm -hmm. speech gets flagged as such where this actual anti-Semitism does not. Mm -hmm. So I really have a, I don't know. Of well, course, if you I as a just, Jewish person are giving it likes, <laughs> it's not going to get flagged as anti-Semitism. I'm not giving it likes. <laughs> I reported it. I'm and I'm not kidding. one of those snitches. I don't report stuff typically, but because I was recently put in Facebook jail, I felt so inclined. And that just really bothers me. So, and I don't want to get too deep into politics, 
but I know there is a rising tide of anti-Semitism going on right now, not just in the U.S. but also in the EU. And I, I don't, yeah. I don't like, I don't like this. I don't. I feel like it's anti-Islam and anti-Israel, but that's another story. No, it's just, it is, it is just Judaism though, too. Like that's when we, I went to we, Europe, I, there was an issue there. Yeah, I so. haven't heard of rising anti-Semitism, but I'm not going to discredit it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, just haven't seen it. Okay, I know compared to what the Muslims got right now, it. You know? I'm not saying I'm not comparing it, but that's why I don't want to get too far into this. No, no, no. I'm I not, wanted to end to it at the fact that I see a lot of blatant anti-Semitism on Facebook mm-hmm. that doesn't get classified as hate speech, but my rather innocuous right. comment did, and I don't like that, especially when the creator is Jewish or was mm-hmm. Jewish. Point made. Okay. That's the heaviest thing we'll talk about tonight. So why don't we put the music back on? <laughs> <laughs> That's also heavy music. What's 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 some good music? Uh, Billy, we got uh, nice and pleasant. No. What are you trying to sell me? I don't know. Uh, Simpler times. What's a, what's what's something? What's I don't even have any. I don't have. I don't you know have, where my like, music no is. No generic happy music. I only have. I only. Have, oh, that's true. I do have generic happy music. The karaoke version of happy. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty generic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like the Smash Mouth cover of Now I'm a Believer. That did. It Actually, does. You're right. You're right. It does. It did yeah. sound like it. It does. Uh, <laughs> we have to hear that. San Jose's most popular band. <laughs> where does it? Where does the chorus come in? All right. Whatever. Um. Anyway. Smash Mouth. Guy Fieri is the Smash Mouth of food. <laughs> they're friends, by the way. They must be brothers. Mm-hmm. They are. Uh, they're friends in real life. I'm not kidding. Um, by the way, uh, there's a Fortnite. I feel addict. like Guy Fieri and Sammy Hagar are like spiritual soulmates there you in go. some way. Okay. Uh, by the way, some stories we couldn't get to. There's a, for- a Fortnite addict who uh, wet herself instead of getting up to use the bathroom because she was playing too hard. Facebook invented a something to accelerate large scale applications. Wet themselves over other issues. And uh, there's a cool story on uh, our friend of the show, Brendan Byrne. He's WMFE's space uh, NASA reporter. B dog. He has a uh, he has a cool report on uh, a female programmer for NASA, and she worked on the Gemini mission. So uh, all but of she's that. She's a Virgo. Yes, but we're not going to cover <laughs> that because joke. we're going to make a nice right turn into some local news with our New York minute. Where we take a look at your five boroughs. First up, a plan to link air train with LaGuardia has finally advanced, and so that the uh, possible fantasy of getting to the other New York airport by only train becomes slightly more real. Tyler, you've lived here for nine years. How do you feel about that? Um, it's really badly needed because I've missed a flight going to LaGuardia just because of how bad. Uh, the buses. I've taken uh, appropriate transportation to get to the bus, and the bus is about uh, legitimately one more, one stop away from the airport. But right, but I was on time for my flight when I got to Terminal A. But by the time I went to B and C and D, I was late for my flight. Yeah, no, I remember the one time I went to the airport uh, to JFK, and the air train broke down, and I had to take the bus that went through all the terminals. I was yeah. already at the airport. Yeah, and it took an hour to get to my. You're terminal. just sweating inside the bus, like, oh my god! But you're moving five miles an hour inside the taxi lane. And if I didn't have my luggage, I'd be able to beat the bus on foot. But yeah, there's it, actually no sidewalk. I don't can't. understand how Disneyland had a monorail in the '50s and we can't get one. I don't know. <laughs> Seventy years later. Uh, Seventy years later. 
They had one in the seventies, and it's forty years later. Fifty-seven. Did they have a monorail in Disneyland? Fifty-four. Yeah, they have one there. Because I know they had one in Disney World. Fifty-five. But they had a monorail in Disneyland. Disneyland was the first dog. No, I know that. That's why I asked if they had a monorail in Disneyland. No, they do, but I don't know when it was built. Like, well, it was probably built in the sixties. When All right, it, so when, it's 50 years ago, built in the 60s, or whatever. Anyway. I think it was there when it opened. Anyway, uh, it'll run out of Willits Point by City Field, and that'll link the 7 train to the long, that which links the 7 train to the Long Island Railroad. Oh, what? You'll have to take God, the 7. that's stupid. Yes, they couldn't. It goes right by Astoria. Okay, Tyler, where it's else closer there. You, what do you mean it goes right by Astoria? LaGuardia's closer to LaGuardia. So you'd rather take the N or the, or yeah, the W? Yeah, NQRW. It's way easier. The 7 train breaks down well, every day. Well, the 2nd Avenue now. <laughs> The seven train's terrible. It's like the bizarro garbage train. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All right. right, Moving on. Oh, and I heard that the project they found out that it would cost three times as more. Of course, because you have to do the seven different layers of contractors and unions and stuff. And going through the the seven train because they're idiots and making. Well, okay, Tyler. So you'd rather have it go out of Astoria, but then the air train would be so much longer because of the distance to go there. I don't think so. Versus City Field. We'd have to take out a map. Because that's where I... I Let, the- we'll talk about this after the show. <laughs> Moving on. Rent Guidelines Board votes to allow rent hikes on rent-stabilized apartments, like where I live. That's really bad. What? That the, that the Rent Guidelines Board, the people who are in charge of rent control, mm-hmm. allowed a rent increase. They voted 5 to 4 to allow for a 1.5% increase for one-year lease renewals and a 2.5% increase for two years, which doesn't seem like a lot until you remember that most people do pay four figures for rent in this town. Wow, that's a lot. The rent, cre- the rent increases can go into effect Jesus. October 1st, and I'm very happy I renewed my lease last month. You have a $2,000 apartment. That's... So you're right. in the clear, you're saying? That's $300 like a year. Well, I'm in the... Yes, I'm in the yeah. clear, exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. I also do a couple of other things to barter my rent with the management. So over four years, my rent can go from two thousand dollars to three thousand dollars. <laughs> yes, Absolutely but it'll still ridiculous. be stabilized because if it weren't stabilized, it would go there in one year. That's you know Moving why to we're the greatest city in the world. You know, it does cost more to live in San Francisco, and it's much less rewarding. I said I'm moving to Mexico. <laughs> okay, well there you go. One other thing: Central Park is now car free. The city's largest green space got a whole what? lot greener. That's right. Wednesday is the last full day of a car-free Central Park, which was this past Wednesday. The last car passed through this park, the park, blah, the park last Tuesday, trailed by cycling advocates on bikes, which are officially the worst people in the world. Yeah. Big Bird de Blasio announced a plan enabled to limit traffic to cyclists and pedestrians. Quote, I can't do a Big Bird impression, but we can finally say that our crown jewel park, the place that was supposed to be free, or the place for refuge and respite from the dare of the city, is now officially car-free, which was actually not de Blasio. It's Paul Steely White, executive director of the Transportation Alternatives Lobbyist Group. Steely Paul. But you won't have to worry about getting across town, because those transverses will stay open for traffic, but they're already made for cars. By the way, I made the mistake of accidentally walking across one because I didn't take the very one of those one of those trails that went into the park. And if you didn't take the one, there was like one that was immediately as soon as you enter, and I didn't take that one. And then I was walking through one of those transverses for like a mile. It's like, oh no. Anyway, I think that's it. Cool. So. Wait, did they? Did you talk about the Veranzano Bridge? Oh, I didn't. You're right. Yeah. And Thank I just, you. I passed that today, and I had a very emotional moment. The Verrazano Bridge? It's well, been yeah. misspelled for 60 years, or however long it's been. Mm-hmm. How long has it been? 
Was it when they build it? I don't know. Does Siri Yesterday. know? Anyway, it's been misspelled uh, this entire time, and they finally are getting around to fixing the spelling error. But because of the amount of signs that point to the Verrazano Bridge, they're going to have to spend millions of dollars to fix to add a little <laughs> letter letter R. So. That's the city. That's fantastic. That's right. But, you know, by the time I'm mayor, that will already be taken care of. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. I think that's I think that's it. So let's... melting uh... away. Yes. And, uh, yes. And that was, by the way, that's a good New York plus California, because you know who that was. Singing, doing that cover. Frank Sinatra. The that wasn't the, oh, no, that the, wasn't the real version I'm of the sorry, song. No, Are the you cover? kidding me? Yes. The cover, isn't that fit? No. That okay. fish, Tyler. Is that fish? Is that that fish? Close. What what kind of fish is it? Like the Are they pH. small fish? Mm-hmm. Is it really big? I don't know. They're real big fish. Oh, real big fish. I don't really know that. Should. I should. They have one album that everyone should know. Cheer this up. is not. See, that I said. I mean, yeah, how embarrassing! Oh, it is? I thought Cheer it was up? like fish, like pH. No. Yeah, that's embarrassing. That yes, it is, especially because they're from your part of the country. Yeah. And Aaron Barrett sounds a lot like Tyler. Well, that huh? makes sense. I think so. Yeah. At least. <laughs> the singer from Real Big Fish, the lead singer. Anyway, this this show sounds really dry. It feels really dry. I don't know why. Is it actually because Christian's not here? Does he actually no, I think that? we're all just tired because it's so hot. It is, and it's so late. That as well. Well, at least it's colder in here than where we were. Maybe yes, we need water. I agree. Do, we need, do you need water? No. I'm fine, right. but I just it just feels really dead. And, and, you know, something else that'll make it feel dead is, of course, our wonderful GitHub Issues of the Week. But we don't have any. So why don't we move right on to Tyler's Plus Ones. Our pull request Plus Ones are where we send out well wishes and acknowledgments of awesomeness to people and other organizations. Who's our first plus one this week, Tyler? Dev.tube. Dev.tube. Is this actually associated with YouTube? Uh, the logo looks very similar. I, I I think it's not. I think they're not associated, but someone joked uh, on the on the Reddit post that I saw that, you know, oh, just a little bit of copyright infringement there on their logo. I mean, it is 4% different, so that counts, I think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they claim to have compiled the best developer videos into one place. Um, maybe a, a slightly better place if you're looking for some some help and you don't want to sift through everything that's out there on YouTube today, especially if you ha- you have a bad YouTube uh, suggestion algorithm these I'm, days. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. It's really it, and there's not it, it does a great job at distilling all this content down into a nice hierarchy. And you have your you have your browsable things on the left and you have your videos on the right. Nice. So, is there anyone that you recommend? Uh, any speakers? Any chal- cha- uh, channels? No. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. What's your next moving question? Moving on. That's dev.tube for any aspiring programmers or anyone looking to boost their chops. Yes. Uh, the next one goes out to Zach Holman. Zach Holman put out a um, a post called Inter- Don't uh, worry, Startup you're... Interviewing is... F. Yes, of course. Um, let me read a few of this. He does use, I think this is Avenir. That's a very good uh, font. Oh, this is old, but it seems still relevant. Uh, it is Avenir. Uh, Silicon Valley is full of startups who fetishize that the candidate that comes into the interview answers a few clever fa- fantasy coding challenges and openly ends up the award-winning hire that will surely implement the elusive algorithm that will herald the new era of profitability for the fledgling VC-backed company. Most startups have zero users and are a glimmer for the successful business they might wind up being someday, but we're still romanticizing the idea that programming riddles will magically be the best benchmark for hiring, even though technology is very rarely the cause for any startups given success. 
That's uh, so true. Yeah. Know what you need. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole, art of the, uh, whole article, but if you want to look up Zach Holman, he says, know what you need. Uh, power Dynamics. He says to collaborate. Uh, basically, check it out. Just know that the interview process is messed up. And if you don't already know that or if you re- you know, if it's time for you to get a new job and you haven't been out there, it, it's, it's a crapshoot. Erica, you want to... Do you have comments on, on the, the style of crapshoot? You know, I remember uh, the first for the job where you and I met, Heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I got into an argument with the person I was interviewing with. What a surprise! I get into an argument with somebody. Oh, my God. But That was my value, was to calm down your arguments. <laughs> and, you know, and it continues to be your, your value in real life with our love triangle. They're just not sure. paying you this time. Yeah, yeah. Eric's just a ball of flame, flame, and I just come in with a fire extinguisher. Exactly. <laughs> The cool, you're the you're the the uh, the icy uh, icy relief. What is it? You're the icy tropical song. Oh so uh, cool yeah. my hot hot heart. Melt his cool heart with a <laughs> warm island song. Yeah, there you go. You're gonna cool my hot heart with a warm <laughs> island song. <laughs> it's so true. No, but the, the the place we interviewed, Heartbeat. I got into an argument with the person who was interviewing me. I assume he was interviewing you. We don't have to say his name, but um, he asked me to write this song. I know he's moved on and he's doing well. Uh, good, good, good. I learned that from my. I ran last into him on the street one day. It was very yeah. Anyway, I, I read about a. Uh, I heard from a, a recruiter that they knew about him and they had placed him recently. It's That's so great. Weird. There are very few single people who affect my life in big ways, but he is one of them. He is the single person who's responsible for me being able to live in New York. So, anyway, I mean, you, I could arrogantly say, you know, if it weren't him, I could have found somebody else. But realistically, like. It was him. Okay. So I got into an argument with this guy. <laughs> I told him he was a POS. No. Um, because he asked me to write this function in JavaScript, and I wrote out a function that was like 12 lines long, but it actually it was how to like sort an array or something like that. And I did it in a, in a I, I would call it an efficient way. And he says, I did it wrong. And I said, how do you do it then? And he wrote one line of JavaScript. What he did was he chained five functions together, but it was one line of code. And I said, but you understand that each one of these functions runs through the entire array. So the efficiency is actually like five times n, n is the number of items in the array. Mine is like 1.5 times n. So even though it's more lines, it's actually a more efficient algorithm. Okay. And he was like, yeah, but mine's one line long. I'm like, no, that's not. (laughs) And that's why interviewing sucks. This one goes to 11. (laughs) 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 So, yes. Uh, and I said, and I had to like the amount of time I had to try explaining to him that okay, it's more lines here, but it calls functions that are like this much right. longer when you you know. Yeah, and if you haven't interviewed in a while and you don't know about O notation, that's all you're going to get asked. Yes, and the and the other thing is interviews typically require a bunch of textbook knowledge that is rarely taught unless you take these BS code code schools that don't actually teach you the fundamentals that you need in order to code properly. They teach you the BS uh, textbook stuff. Yeah. Um... The only textbook I ever read was how to program in Pascal. Which that I did. Joke? There was a freshman in high school. Anyway, it's another story. We're still on your plus ones, Tyler. We took quite okay. a tangent. Number, What's your next plus one? So number three goes to uh, something I've never heard of before. Codemade.net. Codemade.net. Codemade. M A I D, like a maid. It cleans up and it simplifies your code. And is it like dirty markup? Um, I'm really not sure. I've, it's, it's like pretty printing, basically. Uh, I guess it seemed to like uh, you know attempt to uh, make certain algorithms more efficient. Uh, just, just Kind of restructure your code a little, you know, with, with a little more veracity than a linter might do. Doing our developer dirty work. An open source Visual Visual Studio extension? Yeah. What? Who uses Visual Studio? 
a lot of the world. Probably like 50% of the development That's not... V- I mean, I guess... Does, is VS Code technically part of Visual Studio? I'd assume it would work for both. I guess that's why it's called VS Code, because it's Visual Studio. Yeah. An open source Visual Studio extension to clean up and simplify C Sharp, C++, F Sharp, VB, PHP. Yay, PHP! PowerShell, R, JSON, XML, XML, ASP, HTML, CSS, LESS, SCSS, JavaScript, and TypeScript coding. Offers code cleaning, code digging, code reorganizing, and comment formatting, among other features. So it does. It sounds a little bit like ReSharper, but maybe uh, a little more with the linter involved. Have you used ReSharper? No. What's uh, that? I, I, actually, I can't imagine you have. It's it's a C sharp thing, but it essentially does well, yeah, this. Yeah, I don't have. A, I don't um, do C sharp tip. I'm it, not a .NET developer. It, it is one of the the most flooring. Um, pieces of software you could ever imagine for the fact that it just sits in, in your code and, and knows everything about your code. Um, it knows where every function lives in other files and, and where it can be called and stuff like that. It knows that you can import, but what more but than isn't that... But VS Code is But more that, than yeah. that, it will like... It will, it'll say, you did this wrong. It'll flip it and say, okay, I see what you're trying to do here with this function. You're trying to coerce this type into this type. Then it'll just like do it for you and in the most efficient way uh-huh. and it'll fix other code for you too it's that's, it's wild that's pretty interesting it'll change so much stuff so sometimes that you have to like control Z and look up and down the file and see everything that it did yeah speaking of that I've noticed that VS Code t- tends to reformat my code when I paste <sighs> I need to turn that off how do you do that I forgot how honestly I'll look it up it's fine um. Yeah, I, I actually did. I always had that problem with Sublime too. I was always used to it. it looked like mostly CSS and ah, oh, right, great, always in. But now I'm dense. just hitting undo every time I paste. I'm just like because if you hit undo the, once, it undoes the syntax changing. But if you hit undo oh, twice, it undoes the paste. That's amazing. Nice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> plus one. All right, your last plus one goes to. Uh, last one goes to The Verge because they told us that apparently Google wanted to buy GitHub but got beat out by Microsoft. BTFO. What? Don't don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, they got BTFO'd by by Microsoft. Oh, <laughs> but the question is, uh, I guess, how did they not have enough money? They didn't want to spend that much, but they have so much. Well, I don't know, and I, and I've and been saying Google is the it? new Microsoft. What does The Verge say about it? I didn't read the article. You didn't read the article, Tyler. You got to at least read the articles. The Verge asked Google earlier this month to comment on whether it will still continue to use GitHub, but a company spokesperson said at the time, quote, we do not comment on ongoing acquisitions across the industry. Facebook has committed to GitHub, and a spokesperson revealed as long as GitHub remains a great place to share our projects and collaborate with the open source community, we'll continue to use it. Yeah, Facebook, I feel like, is going to use GitHub by still hosting the React library on it, and they're going to make their own GitHub that they actually use for their code. There you go. That's just me guessing. I'm sure Google is going to do the same thing. If Microsoft owns it, I feel like the rest of them won't want to use it. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, but doesn't Google already have some kind of code repository? I mean, this could be a thing of the past, you know? What, GitHub? Yeah. GitHub does seem like... Where everyone was too centralized and everything like that. I mean, I feel like... It, the future looks like your code's going to live in two different places and, and I, it, they're not going to be GitHub. I don't know. I, I would love to see more decentralization come to the internet, which I, it's, the blockchain is great at doing, but um, I, I, I just look at the consolidation of companies and the consolidation of brands and the consolidation of like especially media companies and banks and how 
they're just you. Are, you want to. You're gonna only end up wanting to do business with one of a few, a handful of like very big providers. And I see GitHub as one of those. And now they're eaten by Microsoft. So it's now Microsoft. So you mentioned blockchain, and that leads me to a natural progression of something that's probably going to exist, which is uh, some sort of open blockchain-based version control system. Yes, and the incentive will be that if you contribute to those code things, people contribute digital currency, and the digital currency Why rewarded to those who solve stuff. Why does everything also have to loop in digital effing currency? It can just be a blockchain on its own. It does, it has nothing to do with currency. Because because if you in, if you add a digital currency, then you incentivize people to do work. And you incentivize okay, people just to use... the open community does, doesn't can, add any currency, and they're, they're doing just fine. That's fine. But if you if people were incentivized to to uh, fix issues and to add features by getting, by getting money, it'd be better. Okay. And people could say, hey, I want to contribute these fake coins that I use to mine to send them to my favorite repos. Uh, and and then hopefully people will go and mine those things. And so the, the, the technologies that people like and use can use that. And then the other cool thing about a digital currency is that you can incentivize people just to use something, just to be on that website and to search around through that code repository. Uh, you can be incentivized. It's great. And, we and have a great stuff. we have a great article about all of that coming up in our cryptocurrency connection, Tyler. Very yeah. relevant to what you just said. Okay. So, uh, anything else? Uh, Eric sucks. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> screw you then. Okay. And that's Bernard plus one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm wow. so grown up. Really, you know, really highbrow there, it's right? It's funny. It's no. You know what's actually funny, Tyler? Is uh, you haven't you haven't just said like uh, uh, Eric sucks in sixty two episodes. That's the real accomplishment. I I, I congratulate. I you. have self control. <laughs> Usually, I wait till. The second the episode ends to say it, guys, but... <laughs> I mean, that's what we do with the curse words and the F-bombs. So, uh, yes. All right. Well, uh, that's, that's really good. All right. Well, why don't we uh, move on to my favorite part of the show is, of course, the... Apple Attack! Where we take a nice little poop on Apple. First up, I went to the Apple Store, actually. Personally, I have a personal... Story with Apple this week. This has to do with you, then. It has to do with me. I am personally attacking Apple, and you're the person I, of interest. Yes, uh, yes. I went to the Soho Apple Store, and I actually had a good time. I spent so much time pooping on Apple, but I actually, I did. They did a great job. How many employees did you make cry? Remember that video? There was this woman like a month ago. <laughs> that many, huh? Remember this video like a month ago of this woman who like was dissatisfied with somebody in the Tim Hortons and then like pooped in front of the in the main restaurant and flung her poop at people. Yeah, that's what I ended I up doing at the story, Apple Store in Soho. So, so really just don't go there for a few days until they clean it all up. Okay. Gotcha. So now that I said that on the podcast, so the police will find out where I am. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I am just kidding, guys. <clears throat> I love I love cops. Anyway, knock on wood. So. Yeah, because anyway, I'm getting off topic. I went to the Apple Soho store. Dunkin' Donuts gift cards. I went to the the Apple Soho store because I have an Apple Six uh, iPhone 6S. Yeah, it's two years old and it operates like a flaming pile of garbage. And uh, I know the battery is kaput, and uh, and I I know that they're offering that battery replacement program. So I went and I finally did that. Except that I also mentioned that my iPhone was part of an earlier battery recall program where it would turn off once it was under 40%. And because of that, they should do it for free rather than their $30 fee. And they actually did it. And they did it in two hours flat. Because of the battery problem, they actually have a great streamlined process for doing it in the store. Okay. And so in the middle of the afternoon, like, af- like during lunch, I just went there and I dropped off my phone. 
and I also complained about everything to someone with an Apple shirt on. Why wouldn't you? Well, when the, you know, the, when the person's like, so what's wrong with your phone? I said, it's a piece of sh... Can you write that, please, on the notes? And I watched them type it, and then I also watched them delete it. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but the guy, the guy, who, uh, his name is Ralphie. He was great at helping mm-hmm. me out. Actually, very knowledgeable genius. I don't like that they're called geniuses because Christian's not here. I don't want to be. I don't want to be arrogant by saying I typically know more about Apple stuff than they do. Mm-hmm. This guy was pretty good. Okay. And um, anyway, free like battery Ron Swanson at Home Depot. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's the Apple store is my Home Depot. I know more I than you. Stores. I don't go to Home Depot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Apple Store is my is my place, and uh, <laughs> no, and, and no, uh, I actually I hold I I, I hold very op- uh, high optimism for the next version of iOS and the next version of macOS. But that's another story. High apple pie. So no, uh, so I got my phone's battery replaced. I did a clean install of iOS 11, and it's actually so much faster than it was. And the battery, I mean, I could actually use it for more than two hours without it dying. And if you forgot, we mentioned in an episode a while back, probably 10 or more weeks, uh, that the big issue with your iPhone slowing down, if you have an older iPhone that's slowing down, is it's probably not the the phone slowing down so much as it is, as it is the battery. The battery is, is so old that it can't it, supply enough power. Yeah, it can't redline it's itself. It can't. It is. It's like a person that can't get his blood pumping fast enough to do all the awesome, powerful things like that Dick it's Cheney, powerful because doing. he has because yeah. he has that pump that's a fixed rate, so he probably can't run. Because yeah. his he'll just like die. Yeah, it's like his heart okay. can't supply enough power to the rest of his body. But as long as he doesn't get wet, he'll keep staying alive for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, so, or like having pro- the muscle to like lift a sixty no, pound weight, but not the blood to, to exactly, do it. Mm-hmm. exactly. So the thing is this, uh, Corey, you have an iPhone six S Plus. Yeah, we got the phone phones at the same. Or time. as Tyler likes to call it, my tablet. My tablet. It is, it is pretty big. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, and the thing is. Um, Phones and laptops have the same battery technology, lithium-ion, and they're only good for about two or three hundred charge cycles. Okay. So the laptops, you'll hit two or three hundred si- charge cycles in a period of like five years, and that amount of time you want to get a new laptop anyway, typically. With phones, you can hit that in six months. And as the battery gets worse, you'll hit it more and more often. I had 1,061 cycle counts. Charge cycles. I had charged my phone and discharged it 1,000 times in the two and a half years that I've had it. And the maximum capacity of the phone was 80%. They did some diagnosis while I was there. Okay. And um, now the charge cycle is the cycle count is zero. I also made them mm-hmm. do it on the new battery, so they'll give me some use. And it costs $30? Crap. Yes, unless, oh. unless, and ask for this, because as my father always says, you don't ask, you don't get. Remember to ask to see if your phone was part of an earlier iPhone 6S battery recall. They'll look up the serial number. They'll tell you. If it is, you'll get it for free. I love cereal. Yes. So, you might be able to get a free new battery replacement, and then you also need to clean install the next iOS. I'd actually stayed on iOS 10. Because I knew that iOS 11a was a pile of crap because of all the bugs, mm-hmm. and b because it implemented that stuff that slowed that actually slowed down the phone based on the battery consumption. So I wanted to wait until I had a fresh new battery. Now that I do, the phone is honestly almost as good as when I originally got it. Awesome. Yes. That works out great. It is. You. However, Apple has finally admitted that their computers are garbage. <laughs> they, they did I admit that the, the new uh, that they they tank the phones as they get older. Yes, no, it's, it's not that. There's actually something slightly uh, more recent than that. Um, where is it? 
Uh, just a second. I mean, obviously, it's not apples to apples. Not apples to apples. That's kind of funny. Great game. That's not what I was saying at all. Uh, Apple admitted to its customers that the MacBook and MacBook Pro keyboard designs are so flawed and prone to sticking or dead keys and also feeling like a subway seat. They feel terrible. Yes. Uh, that it will cover the cost of repairs beyond the product's original normal warranty. The admission comes after the company has been hit with no fewer than three class action lawsuits reported earlier on pull request. Did we break the story? Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Concerning the computers and their ultra-thin butterfly, butterfly switch it. keyboards. <laughs> While the repair and replacement programs covers costs, and note that Apple and notes that Apple will, will repair both single keys as well as whole keyboards when necessary, it doesn't note whether the replacements will be a different improved design that will prevent the problem from happening again and again and again. I gotta say that the, the new keyboard designs are so shallow, it hurts my fingers to no end. Well, maybe there'll be a cl another class action lawsuit in 30 years. Do you have carpal tunnel from using an Apple computer from the years 2013 through 2019? Honest if you do, call <laughs> James Sokolov Law Company at 1... <laughs> uno, otro, cien, do abigados. It hurts like... That's uno, otro, cien. Wait, you, <laughs> so you mean... my index finger, like where I hit the, the T and the Y key yeah. with my left hand, and it I, and, hurts and, like and your wrist hell. You're with saying the they're shallow, so you don't have to press down so hard? Like... Yeah, but like when I do, like I just naturally press, and like yeah. it, I, can't, I can't control my hands to not press that deep. Like they go back Got and it. hit the end all but the time. they're so obsessed <laughs> with thinness, because <laughs> I don't know why that might be a California The previous one was thin enough. Being obsessed with thinness. But they just generally they have body make, image issues. Out yes, there, yeah. and they and they've <laughs> given the MacBook Pro anorexia. The and I am not a fan of eating disorders, coming from a whole okay. family of obese people. But wouldn't you think if like to prevent carpal tunnel that you don't want to press down so hard? No, you, you do. Use you want to have it down? as a smooth motion. You want to save that. The super like, ergonomic keyboards, like the one that you sent me, Tyler. You go like this. It's like giving a head massage. It's yeah. It's a soft landing. You want some cushion behind oh, it. You no, don't want to like, hit okay. It's like this. I don't type all day. Like like, like I've said before, yeah. the it older is, keyboards yeah, are like sitting in a nice leather seat, and the new keyboards are like sitting on a subway seat. Gotcha. And now that you're in New York, you'll realize a difference a <laughs> lot more. The <laughs> people sleep on the subway, but they're homeless. Um, <laughs> so moving on. It's so sad that all they gained was like an eighth of an inch loss on like yeah. this. Yes, like, they did. But you know, so much sacrifice for such a little gain. But that's that's terrible. that's what they that's what they want, and that's so terrible. Nobody asked them to do that. And you know what else? I'm sure that the next thing they're going to do is try to figure out how to remove keys from the keyboard. You know, we they're, figured out you don't actually the top, use bro. the one yeah. key. Oh, you yeah. could just use the letter I instead, because you know in the original typewriters they actually didn't have the number one so we realized that it wasn't necessary but they'll say it with like Johnny Ives British accent you know we found <laughs> out that most people don't actually use the one key on the keyboard actually we can use the uppercase I instead so the new MacBook Pro keyboard actually has no number one instead it's a it's a key that will actually tell tell me how much you love the keyboard yeah, anyway that's a great accent you did a really good job with it Aww. If Matt cut him a check for $50 million now and sent him off to an island and just cut their losses for all the, the terrible product losses they're going to have because of the stupid things he makes. Johnny, Johnny Ives is moves. off the reservation. I don't think they have that. I don't know if they have that idiom in English. I'd be like, we're going to give you a Richard Branson island, Johnny. Here you go. You don't ever <laughs> have to come back to work. They have, that Greece needs to sell some of their islands. Give him one of those. Yep. Just and just leave him there. Don't say, come back and design anything. You can figure out how to make transparent trees, Johnny. 
You can figure that out. <laughs> yeah. And on this island, and make a whole island full of transparent trees. We'll come back to you in 30 years. But right now, we need to fix the MacBook Pro so they can plug into things. We're going to make the smart water bottle. You're going to design it. It's going to launch in 2045. <laughs> Coming back for you. <laughs> you won't have to drink out of it. It'll drink out of you. You're going to change the way the world drinks, Johnny. Yes. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be beautiful. Don't touch the computers anymore. <laughs> it was great. You know, it's so sad because, like, He's responsible for the greatest era of Apple's design. No, I did is put color on the damn thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you look at look look at my Performa, that my Macintosh Performa is from 1996, 1996, and the thing is, is that was the era right before Steve Jobs came back. Look at it; it's a beige piece of garbage. I mean, it's a great computer. Don't get me wrong; I love it. But in it fact, isn't... by the way, since we're still in Apple Attack, I bought a new video card for it. Quick tangent: I bought a new video card for it. Uh, it's an ATI Rage 128. It was all the in 1999. Mm -hmm. I remember when that video card was cool because I'm an old man. But <laughs> I bought it on eBay for 35 bucks, and it plugs in. No drivers necessary. And now the computer A doesn't need a special adapter to use a regular monitor, and B it's 1280 by 1024 in millions of colors instead of 800 by 600 in thousands of colors. And it's I don't know what it was about older computers. But 1280 by 1024 looks so much bigger on an old screen. I could turn it on and show you, but the computer would boot up after the podcast is over. Okay, gotcha. So, it does take a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. Watch. Yes. You can hear the beautiful, familiar sound. The beautiful, familiar sound, yes. Mm -hmm. I, also have, I also have that, that same... Uh, where is it? I have that same sound right here. Uh, yeah. While we're so, waiting. I think that's it, and that's been my Apple Attack! Alright. Yeah, see, the other thing is that, because he's not, because you're here and said, Corey, Christian would give me a scowl after I talked about Apple for more than, like, two and a half minutes, and you actually got into it. I did. I appreciate that. Well, Last I don't know I anything about... about tech, so when you said technophiles, that's, like, not really yeah, true well, about me. But... Well, we're techno experts. Okay. We're, Hillary Clinton actually hired techno experts in 2012 to help her with well, her campaign. Her. And look good at what her. happened. And her beats. Well, oh, her beats. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do you do this to me? 62 <laughs> times. Because <laughs> you know I hate this so much. No, it's because we've managed it. to work it into every episode. So now we you keep have. Doing it. And then, that, well, but now I we got to keep doing God. it. And the fact that it was actually quite organic. Oh, yeah, I changed the there's color a, scheme a little there's bit. There's a starting but I swear you progress do it bar. Just because you know how much I hate it. <laughs> no, it's Kids not that. No, you do it every Tyler's single No idea. No, because I've told you so many times that every time I'm driving and I hear that, I want to run into oncoming traffic. Well, now you're you not did it again in the last one. Or you want to tip your waitress. We do it in every one. <laughs> I know. Coming up to the main stage. Candy. So Candy. Remember to tip your waitress. <laughs> this is what I hear every time I hear We Found Love in a Hopeless Place by Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the same thing. In the first 15 seconds I heard it, I was like, oh, I can just picture some guy being like, oh, it's such a cool beat. Yeah. And everyone else is like, no, it's not cool. Let's rock this beat so hard. Oh. Then Rihanna will sing the same line 17 times in a row on it. It's a hit. Oh, no. Oh. No. No. No, but the thing is, thing is Tyler, I've learned this uh, from old people, now that we're old, is that... Yes, Johnny? You, you, I'm were, not when, when you, you. Become you found the power person. of butterscotch candy. When you become an old person, you, can't, you turn from a reasonably good music critic into a, just an angry old man <laughs> telling the kids that their music sucks. 
And that's a big problem, Tyler. It really is. Yeah, because, but it'd be because different. Think about it. Think about it. It's like every generation tells the following generation that their music sucks. Because And, and I'm not saying what you're talking about isn't awful music, because it probably mm-hmm. is. But what I'm saying is... You go you right now. We're at the top end of that possibly good music critic critic era of age, and then we're just going to be old men that don't understand today's music. Yeah, that's true. It is true. I will say that at least I don't have gray hair yet. I will say that we have it worse than our fathers did and their parents. Like yes, if you were like while having been responsible for everything that's wrong in the world right now, they did make. Amazing music. They did. Yeah, if you were in the fifties and then you're like, "Hey, this music in the seventies, kids these days." You wait, don't... wait, I'm sorry, my computer is talking to you. <laughs> it has a British accent. How was that? <laughs> when did they change it to the Mexican accent? Uh, that's when they started moving, making the computers in Mexico. Because when I would have my name, he would say Tyler Diener. Really? Yeah. Oh, all time it was great. <laughs> all the Macs I had, and I was like in third and fourth grade. All right. How long? <laughs> How long was that? But see, look at that it's monitor. Doesn't it look like really high minutes. res? Yeah. It looks really high res, but it's 1280 by 1024. My MacBook Pro is 2880 by 1800 and arguably looks like a smaller monitor than that. I don't. It's. I know this has double the pixels. I mean, four times the pixels. So everything is yeah, half it, as it big. Is a point. But the thing is, is that that looks like the amount of space that you have in that monitor looks so much more than this. You can't do that... Uh... And this is on that, and this is on the super stret, uh, screen size. Oh, that's the furthest one. Yeah, that's the show most stuff. Yeah, show most uh, stuff. Huh? Monitors are so weird with MacBooks like that. Like sometimes you have to like change a setting to be able to enable your your change the zoom size on on Mac. It's I really mean, here's weird. like on my regular monitor. This I monitor is twenty five sixty by fourteen forty. That honestly does not look it's like it's that much bigger than it has that much more resolution than that. That's not even pixel doubled. No, it doesn't. I see your point. But they didn't really have a whole bunch of detail in their pixels to show, so that's probably no. Not. They couldn't even allow transparent text on the icons. If you see, they all they all have white backgrounds, so they didn't <laughs> figure that out until OS ten. Microsoft didn't get that right until Windows XP. So, <clears throat> moving on. Ah, uh, what's next? Oh, it's that British chick. That's right. It's Theresa May matters the internet, and. It's actually a checkup on the GDPR. Remember we talked about that, the Global Data Protection Regulation from yeah, the EU? the thing that says if you want to not have your data violated, you can just say, I don't want it violated. Yes, but that's actually imposing a lot of extra work on a lot of content providers. It's not that easy on developers. No. Or, or companies, click. no. <laughs> it's, it, really, it really isn't. I'm just going to um, run a broom over your data one sec. <laughs> yes. Put some Windex on it. We're good. So uh, why don't we take a quick look at uh, what you can do to help uh, your company comply with the upcoming data regulations. Tools that support the effective retrieval of data from systems in common machine-readable formats are available to minimize the overheads that might be incurred as individuals exercise their rights. Like data auditing while data mapping is not a specific GDPR requirement, complying would be extremely difficult without having a clear picture of a life cycle of first... I don't know what this is saying. I have no idea what this is saying. What is this saying? Next article? (laughs) No. (laughs) What is this saying? I don't get it. I mean, I, 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 I thought this would be like... Encryption. GDPR makes several references to encryption as means of protecting data, but encryption does not represent a solution. Encryption tools can be used in a variety of ways. We know this already. Some people get paid by the word. 
This is a long article. Yeah. Data management, backup, and archiving solutions. He's paid by the word, and his editor doesn't know what asset any of that tracking, stuff means. The ability to track assets is a fundamental building block of an effective data protection and information security management system. Identifying assets is a, and defining appropriate way. This doesn't sound like it sounds like they managed to write a three thousand word article without saying anything. Sounds like he's checked out. Okay, this was a bad one. Whatever. Don't read that article. Okay. Theresa May tried. She didn't get away with it yet. Well, no. And especially if Brexit happens, and they if might not have to worry about the meddling GDPR. kids and those GDPR folks. Nice. Um, why don't we move on to something? Uh, our next, our next topic. Our crypto currency connection down seventy percent from its December high after sliding for a fourth straight day on Friday. Bitcoin is getting ever closer to matching the Nasdaq Composites Index. 78% risk or 78% peak to trial plunge after the US.com bubble burst. Hundreds of other virtual coins have all but gone to zero, following the same path as Pets.com and other red-hot IPOs that flamed out in the early 2000s. You can see this graph from Bloomberg.com. You can see that peak right there is exactly when I bought Bitcoin, and then it started to tumble. It doesn't mean it's going to go to nothing. It just means it's going to... It says most coins have literally gone to nothing, Tyler. Yeah, most coins... What do I? What did I just mention about why does, does everything that, have to? Why does everything have to be a cryptocurrency? You can do blockchain that, without doing cryptocurrency. Understood, but but that doesn't mean that cryptocurrency won't exist as a viable option. Well, alternative. Bitcoin and Ethereum might still be around. There will but. be some cryptocurrencies that will be a staple of the future. It might not run the world for a while or ever, but it'll be a certain facet, a stable facet for sure. While it was difficult Basically, to find... everyone needs to chill the hell out when Bitcoin goes super up and super down. It's not going to change the world, but then every single article ever published about Bitcoin is fake, Bitcoin is stupid, blah, blah, blah. It's all based on absolutely nothing and people's opinions and bitterness. I, 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 don't, I think the articles are based on something. No. Everyone that I've the, read Bitcoin has no does have flaws, it. but... Yeah, yeah. While it was difficult to find fresh catalysts for Bitcoin's drop on Friday... Hacks at two South Korean exchanges and a regulatory clampdown in Japan have weighed in on sentiment in recent weeks. Regulators around the world have stepped up scrutiny of cryptocurrencies on concern that they're a breeding ground for illicit activity or whatever. Like money laundering, market manipulation, and fraud. Lesser known targets have been tokens have been hit the hardest. Dead coins lists around eight hundred that are effectively worth nothing, which are most of the ones that I bought. <laughs> While Coinopsy puts the tally at more than 1,000. Fewer than 4% of coins with market caps from 50, do- 50 million to $100 million were successful or promising, according to a March analysis from ICO advisory firm Satis Group. Bitcoin may not go to zero, but it's very much a bubble. Robert Schiller, the Nobel laureate whose warnings about dot-com mania proved prescient, said in an interview with Bloomberg's television, Tom Keen, on Tuesday. Yeah. I haven't looked at Coinbase in a while, but every time I do, I remind myself why I shouldn't have gotten into Bitcoin. Do you have any do you have any cryptocurrency, Corey? No. I no? don't really get I don't really get it or understand it. Well, now so it's, it's like beanie babies. Now I know over. that apparently some places here are accepting it as rent money. That's a big <laughs> I sent mistake. that to you. Yes, that's a big mistake. Yeah, we talked you, about it on the show. They probably stopped no, we that. Did. We did. When? I I can't remember. You did not. We absolutely No, did. because I listened to that 
that episode that Maybe week. we didn't do it that week. Okay. But we might have done Whatever. it. Whatever. It's okay. I send you content sometimes and you just ignore it. So it's okay. Well, okay. it's like, you know. <laughs> no. Oh, you have to say that to me on the air. It's not, yeah. That hurts. Okay. I have to bring a little bit of Christian to the table right now. You guys do have the same hair color. Mm. That's something. Is yeah. he calling you? No, that oh, was okay. an alarm. Oh, yeah. right, for the, the the alarm that we've gone on for too long. No, go ahead. We did reach the one hour mark. That's yay. yay. That's exciting. It is. Okay. What do we do, Tyler? At an hour. Uh, Aaron chokes alcohol. No, that's all right. <laughs> it's already so late that I, I don't want to do that. I'll exactly. Fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Why don't we move on to our exploit of the week? Speaking of mm. uh, something else from Florida. Exactist, a Palm Coast, Florida-based marketing and data aggregation company... Thanks, Florida. ...has exposed a database containing about two terabytes of data, containing nearly 340 million individual records on a public server. The database included records of 230 million consumers and 110 million businesses. Quote, It seems like this is a database with pretty much, pretty much every U.S. citizen in it. Scrutiny researcher Vinny Troya who discovered the breach earlier this month. Quote, I don't know where the data is coming from, but it's one of the most comprehensive collections I've ever seen, he said. The database includes phone numbers, email, and postal addresses, as well as more than 400 personal characteristics, such as penis size and hair color. So, <laughs> so Florida took no. the country down. Thanks. Not a surprise. Thanks, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I need a... I need I need to put like the soundboard on a wall, like right here. Wouldn't that be something? I think that's a good idea. That is a good idea. But then, but the thing is, is that I also use this iPad for stuff, you know, in real life, not just on the show. So I'd have yeah. to be able to take it off without like removing the, the thing. <coughs> anyway, you can use eye finger paint later. Eye finger paint later. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> uh let's see. Why don't we uh? Move on to, to something. Uh, where is my... Those finger turkeys will be okay. Those finger turkeys, that's right. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the biggest, I guess, well, there are many national douchebags, right? Could we say that from this point in time? NDBs? In politics? In Washington. Uh, yeah. Many national the douchebags. administration. And one of them... As a collective. That's right. The, uh, this next bit of news is uh, about the FCC. Oh, yeah. I know all about the FCC. Why don't we hit it? No. Um, <laughs> no. He actually, will make you take a tinkle when you're trying to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> we'll clean up all your talking in a manner such as this. No. We'll make you take a tinkle when. No, it's actually it is. When you wanna take a piss, they will make you play Felicio. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Trouser-friendly kiss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. We'll clean up all your talking in a manner They will make you take a tinkle when you want to take a piss. And they'll make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss. It's a plain situation. There's no negotiation with the fellas at the freaking FCC. To be able to harmonize with yourself in three different characters. Seth MacFarlane is hard to do. Seth MacFarlane is a genius. I didn't like him. Like I didn't like him when I was growing up like as a like, person yeah, i just yeah. like because i was i was so jealous yeah. did you of his talent did you yeah. wait he did you like him of... before you knew you liked him though yes johnny bravo 
Oh man, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. I was obsessed with him My before I knew really it. Loved Johnny yeah. Bravo. Yeah, no. But the thing is, Seth MacFarlane <laughs> is in a very small wheelhouse really of voice actors, which only includes mm-hmm. four people, which is him, Billy West, actually possibly three people, and Mel Blanc. Is, some of the and possibly some of the people from The Simpsons. Well, yeah, that one guy that does he in does Futurama. like a lot Dan of... Castellaneta. Oh, that's he does same Homer, guy. and Billy West is, uh, does Fry in Futurama. He also who did... does the who does the um. The drugstore guy. The drugstore, or guy? not drugstore? The Seven Eleven dude. I can't remember his name in the Simpsons. The guy right with now. the oh, he Hank Azaria. Yeah, he does oh. like a bunch of characters. No, he does him. a bunch of characters, yeah, but yeah. it's not. No, no. Okay, okay. Good. What I'm getting at yeah. is a small wheelhouse of incredibly talented voice actors yeah. that can do characters doing impressions of other characters that they also do without it sounding like them doing the other character. Sweet. You got it. Yeah. Classic example is. Uh, Mel Blanc in a Daffy Duck Bugs Bunny cartoon where Daffy Duck dresses up as Bugs Bunny and he does, or maybe it's the other way around. I can't remember. And he maybe it's Bugs Bunny dressing up as Daffy Duck and he does a Daffy Duck impression mm-hmm. that sounds like Bugs Bunny doing a Daffy Duck impression, not like Daffy Duck. I see. You see what I'm okay, saying? Yeah, yeah. That's, That's cool. an incredible amount of mm-hmm. talent. Hank Azaria... Uh, specifically has said that all of his voices are bad impressions of people. Mm. Which is possibly why there is a documentary called The Problem with the Pooh. I, I wonder if let's Mel talk Brooks about that. Another, as another, <laughs> that's, a, that's another thing. But what I'm, what I'm saying is Billy West is one of those people. He was, he was heralded as the next Mel Blanc and he actually did Bugs Bunny and Space Jam, believe it or not. Oh. As well as Doug. And I love that did, movie. He did, he did Stimpy Doug? and then later Ren and Stimpy. And yeah, Billy he got my, to do. Um, he was on Howard he got Stern to do, in the uh, late eighties. He uh, sorry, um, he had to do Elmer Fudd, and he was talking about that, and it was really hard. Ah, yeah, because he was saying how Elmer Fudd would be like really, really well, and then just go zero to sixty and just start screaming out of nowhere. And you know, the original Elmer Fudd, mm. his stutter was real. Mm. <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. And Mel Blanc came in. First, I watched this documentary on Mel Blanc. Where, this is a fun show. We don't have anything to talk yeah. about. I, I watched this documentary on Mel Blanc because I do wish I could become a voice actor. That's why I do make these podcasts. And I may have these microphones. Anyway. Um, no, that's really cool. Anyway, it's another story. Uh, I watched this documentary on Mel Blanc. And he talks about how he started his career where he just he goes into Warner Brothers and he pretends that he's drunk in like the mid-40s. And he's just like, you know, I would, I, I would... I, I would I really love to, to be on your show. But actually, see, I'm not drunk. And he got a job as a voice actor for oh Warner God. Brothers. Back when there were like 20 people on Earth. How did, How the hell? Like, that's... I mean, oh, I was born in the wrong time. Anyway. So, Mel Blanc, Billy West, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane, there's an episode of American Dad where... Um, they're on a plane. They're flying somewhere. And Roger dresses up like Stan because he had originally dressed up as a little girl, but then he realized that they wouldn't serve him alcohol. So he dresses up as <laughs> Classic Roger. <laughs> Roger so, and Bender are the same character, and it's amazing. Oh, my God. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. They're the same. I never thought about that. And they're both great, too. Yeah. That's good. Yep. All these years later, I never thought about that. Good job, Tyler. Yes. Come on. Such a simple character, too. Completely self-absorbed raging alcoholic. There we go. Yes. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, No. 
<laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> that's really good. question whether they actually care about anyone so, sincerely yeah. ever the so entire then, show. So then what happens is Roger, uh, Stan is somewhere else. Okay. So then he dresses up as Stan. Uh, to get to be able to order some booze, and then so Roger is doing an impression of Stan, and it looks like Roger, you know, in the cartoon out the chin, yeah, and which is like the opposite of my chin, and anyway, um, they cartoon out the chin, and it's just like the impression that Seth, I mean, that Roger is doing as Stan sounds like Roger doing an yeah. impression of Stan. Seth MacFarlane is doing that. That's great. That's an incredible amount mm-hmm. of talent. Trey Parker can do it. There's an episode of South Park where Trey Parker's wait, voices aren't nearly wait, that. Tight, there's an though. episode of South Park where um, where where Butters has to go do something, and Cartman stays home at Butters' house and pretends to be Butters on the phone talking to Butters' parents, and like says horrible, horrible swearing things except, to his parents. Except Trey Parker doesn't do Butters; it's Matt Stone. Where's my price? Oh, is you're right. right. Really? Is it? Yeah, it is, man. Really? Sorry, because his impersonation is so good that you wouldn't. They they would they think. can do. I mean, Trey Parker. Don't get me wrong; he is amazing. He's a great talent, talented voice actor. But he doesn't have. He's not the, a Seth MacFarlane. He doesn't have the range of Seth MacFarlane no. of Billy West of Mel Blanc. No, no, no. And he Seth can't. Mac, he can't no. do professional. But like, the other thing is that Seth MacFarlane is like kind of attractive, and, and he's tall, and he has black hair, and he has like a deep, like like regular voice, and ridiculously white teeth. That well, that's because he lives in Southern California, and he's rich. Who doesn't? Well, that's kind of what you're talking about. He's like no, in shape, he, but he, he was no, but he's from New England. Well, well, he's from barely New England. He's from Kent, Connecticut, which is right on the border of New York. So it's in, oh okay, yeah. it's in it's in Connecticut, which which I've I've heard from a few New Englanders that don't consider Connecticut a part of New England. That's another story. I lived in Connecticut. There were more Mets fans and Red Sox fans. That was in New Haven. If you go 30 miles up to Boston, it's Red Sox territory. But uh, up to Hartford, sorry. That's, and and speaking of Connecticut, the least exciting place in the country, uh, they just opened up a new railway, a new Hartford line that goes from New Haven to Hartford to Springfield, Massachusetts. We're still building railroads. And they actually bought uh, railroads. No, because they're actually using existing tracking, and the railroads are like 50 years old. Oh, um, so they, they're, it's a new train line, yeah. but it's nothing new. <laughs> California's actually. building a new train line. Where's that going? Going from San Francisco to L.A. Oh, the speed train, right? Yeah, the it's two, the bullet the, train. Elon, it's still going to take doing? like two hours. The Hyperloop. Yeah. Oh, the so. bullet train. Yeah. yeah, you know, they wanted well, to Well, it's like a bullet train, I guess. I don't know what they want. They wanted to from Miami to Orlando mm-hmm. for my entire life. That never happened. I'm like, you're not going to get your... From lost. Miami to Orlando? You're not going to get your... from L.A. to You're not going to get your L.A. to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's already happening. It's happening right now. It's actually right already now. happening? Yeah. Like, they're building it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take years, and they're adding extensions to go to, like, down to San Diego. How about up to, like, Portland? I mean, that's maybe a long that's time. Gonna that's be, twice the distance. But maybe so. that's going to be something later. You know? well, I mean, there I is like, Amtrak. Like, I hope so. Like, California needs California to get on you know, what I don't understand. the path I took of public the, transportation I the, uh, like that. I took Amtrak on the West Coast once, which was which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. I like how in, in Southern California the tracks are right next to the beach. But uh, I got delayed that's for three hours. That's the old original one, yeah. For nothing, no reason. But yeah, uh, there is a signal problem somewhere on the tracks, man. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but... Uh, we can't move until they fix it. There's a drum circle on the train tracks. Yeah, you know, we got these people who won't leave and, like, they're having a good time. We don't want to harsh their mellow. Yeah. Why is he Canadian? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you made him Canadian. I got it. So I have okay. to, I got to work on that. You started He's a Mountie. Yeah. yeah. 
Have you seen but Strange But they're trying, Brew? but they need to no. get better out there in California with what like if, trains I, what, and things like that because it's California so terrible to like drive. This? Is this any better? That's a little more south. Yeah. I mean, just try to sound like Tyler. Yeah, but Tyler talks with a different register in his voice. I'm from Northern California. He's yeah, he yeah, talks like true. with the lower. Well, yeah, I, that's I the thing. What are you trying to do? Northern California, like we just try to not actually not have to actually talk with our diaphragm. Like, like you, yeah. somewhere. I, I'm like enunciating, but I'm not actually enunciating from my diaphragm. I'm doing this and like getting consonants out without yeah. actually using any physical effort. That's how we do it. Okay. Gotcha. It's not cool to enunciate and open your mouth and talk deliberately in Monterey because things aren't cool there. Then you have to be a real person. Oh, is that, is that, what, it, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it really it to isn't cool to like be outgoing and, and be that it kind isn't. of thing. It's not. No. It was the only place where soccer isn't cool. It just, it's not cool. Dude, it's not it's cool. It's not cool in, I'm sure, a lot of America. That's not the Northeast. Most other no, people. Or Miami Modern or is all about South baseball. Florida. When like I met other kids from thing. America, they still liked soccer in high school. What Monterey is like, that's not cool after you're seven years old. Oh. Yeah. Here, here's what I think of when I think of people from California. It very much is a family business, and they all really work hard to preserve Dane's legacy. He was just so patient and wise. His undercover boss with uh, from Dutch Brothers but, uh, Coffee, and, and this guy who's the CEO of Dutch Brothers, now. he like he's like 50 <laughs> years old and the CEO of a multi-million-dollar company, could, but he still sounds like you know, he's do just half like, of what he did. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be something. Yeah. He just sounds like a <laughs> surfer stoner. You should have just put on the best of Leo from that '70s show. Oh, right, hey man! I never actually watched right, that seventy right. show. Oh, Tommy Chong, man! Oh man, he's he was great. the best. Oh, Tommy Chong. Yeah, well, yeah. He's great. What happened to him? Is he still alive? He's still actually him and Instagram. Cheech. Him and Cheech are doing a show. Hell yeah. I saw it on Cheech my on my road trip. They're doing a show somewhere like in Southern California, like in the desert, though, like really close to the Arizona border. Huh. Which I was very surprised. I was you know like, they called? still do? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was paying attention to the road. Oh. I just saw for a second. But... Uh, you know, we got way off track. We did. We did. It was, okay. remember, hey, we were, it was a fun show. Remember, remember we were talking about uh, one of our national douchebags. Remember yeah. the... Uh... Oh, yeah. I know all about the FCC. <laughs> yeah. Remember, let's hear it from our news department. <laughs> Nobody on presents news to you. A 33-year-old resident of Norwalk, California, was arrested for sending threatening messages to our national douchebag FCC Commissioner Ajit Pai, according to the Department of Justice. These threats, sent by an individual named Makara Mann, were made primarily in the second of three messages sent to Pai's official email accounts in late December, just days after the FCC voted to repeal net neutrality. The first email allegedly accused Pi of, of causing the suicide of a teenager through his actions that led to the net neutrality vote. The second email contained an explicit threat against members of Pi's family as well as listing three locations in and around Arlington, Virginia, where Pi is said to live. And the third email allegedly contained a photo of Pi and a separate photo of his family. How threatening. Well, <coughs> what does this mean for computer security going forward? Only time will tell. And so many Americans are afraid of what happens next. We at least still know that the world turns on the truth. I forgot the words. I didn't write it down. This has been News. Marches on. To you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> money. So that guy's basically helping ruin the internet and mankind's biggest internet, or biggest, you know, commu- uh, uh, blah, information sharing device. And he gets one death threat. 
And uh, he gets one death threat over three emails. And black baseball players used to get dozens a week. So I don't care, Ajit. I don't feel bad for you. You're okay, wait, wait, wait. So you're rationalizing someone's horrible behavior because other people. No, I'm also saying in perspective, most people that have like done groundbreaking things, be it good or bad, have gotten a ton of death threats. And the fact that this guy's doing something horrifically bad and only got one means in perspective, that's a really small amount of death threats. Okay, and he was re- and he was arrested. He's no martyr. <laughs> that's true. You got one death threat. Whoop-de-doo. Well, there was if that congressman that, that, that was assault that was that was like shot at or shot right from that guy that was an MSNBC addict like a year ago. I don't remember. You don't remember the yeah the Democrats? Um, <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I'm losing my voice. I think I think that's a signal. We should probably probably cut it short. So. It's got to be a short show because it's already so late and uh, we're going to take next week off. It's the summer. and well, That's a fun summer episode, though. Fun summer episode. Mm-hmm. We hope you had fun. If you know anyone Wish else that can imitate a character. California girls. <laughs> Wish they all could be California. I like... Uh, Good try. I like the Red Hot <laughs> Chili Peppers cover of I Get Around. Oh, yeah? It's I actually really haven't heard good, that. Because Flea plays the bass and it's... Just, it's super funky and dope. Interesting. And he plays the uh, he does the high harmonies too. I actually uh, I watched the documentary about the Wrecking Crew today with Crystal because she hadn't seen it. Huh. I want to watch the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh, that would Ooh, be. Ooh, I want to see that too. Mr. Rogers is this, from. Have you watched that? Pittsburgh. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Also, Heinz ketchup, and um, former the Steelers. You accepted Steelers. that invitation to be his neighbor. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know, he 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 actually went to a Bible school, and they said, and and he after starting Mister Rogers, he wanted to go back into the clergy. And somebody, I can't remember who, I I don't I don't remember the specifics of the story, but they were like, God has want has determined has told you to go help out the world with your message on Mister well, Rogers. I'm glad he did. So he's he actually is like a, I think he is like a proper minister or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't That's know. interesting. I don't know if I they'll talk that. about that in the story. They do have a Mr. Rogers statue outside of WQED in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, also, great mm-hmm. great place to live. Just pointing that out. The only thing about it is uh, they that. talk really funny. And yins. Yins, and they just the talk. The crick. They talk. They say the word orange like you've been punched in the stomach. Yeah. Orange. Orange. They, like, take letters out of it. It's yeah. not even orange. It's, orange. like, orange. O-R-N-G. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they say. It. They say pop, 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 yeah. But it's not. It's like almost the Midwest, but it's not. But it right. is. Right. It's like a mixture. Yeah. It's yeah. not the East Coast, but it's not the Midwest. Yeah. They have an identity crisis. I lived there for two and a half years. Everybody thought I lived in Philadelphia. I've never been to Philadelphia <laughs> except on the train going through Philadelphia. 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 Most of my friends in Pittsburgh, though, were from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Dennis Reynolds does the best Philadelphia accent I've ever heard. I I I well I I appreciate Pennsylvania. From Kroll Show, and that came I out when I lived that. in Pittsburgh. That was great. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, no, it um, didn't. what? No, it didn't. It did. I watched it when it came out for the first time in my living room in Pittsburgh. I remember really? when it, yeah, in like 2012, 2013. It must have been the first season. The second season. Really? Yep. 2013. Is the Mr. Rogers thing out already? I, I think Kroll it's out, like but it's not like on on Netflix, Netflix yeah. or anything. Is it like in, in theaters? theaters? Yeah, I want to see it. 
I went well, to a, me- to uh, like an the exhibition that, that they had. In New York. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, they had an exhibition for him like right after he died at the San Jose Tech Museum. And that was pretty cool. That sounds really cool. It was really cool. In the San Tech Ho- Museum is in San Jose, nice. like the New Jersey of San Francisco. That's Oakland. Kind of. No, Oakland's no, Brooklyn no. Oakland is Brooklyn of San Francisco. Oakland is the Newark. <laughs> no, uh, it's better than that. Oh, now. I'm kidding. It used to be. Yeah. It used to well, be. Well, cool. Mac Dre may come out of his when grave. When I tell old New Yorkers my subway stop, they're like, "You live where? <laughs> you live what?" So no, San Jose is just really. I would consider it more like. They let Christian do a talk there. I mean, yeah, cool but I mean, be. the way they're they're spread out and everything, it's similar to L.A. a little bit. Like, there's a That's lot of good. driving that is involved in San Jose, but it's not, not the attitude ways. of L.A. Like, it's it's still the tech, nerdy, very Asian environment. Like permanent rush hour. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And permanent <laughs> suburbs in rush hour. And just no yeah. one really, there's no, mm-hmm. like, main place where everyone hangs out. There's no, like, oh, let's go to this part yeah. of town or this because there's no part of town. Everywhere in San Jose is just little different towns. Yeah, it is. Like, Cupertino, like, people would say, oh, that that's is, San that Jose, like but it's not live, oh, I live San in Cupertino Jose. or Mountain View or Los Gatos. I don't live in San Jose. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's like, that is like Los Angeles, right? Right, yeah, I, because people say Silver Lake and, twice. you know. Some people say L.A., though, but. I, what I've they never, generalize, but I've never they don't generalize. San Jose. What actually like is, and other than downtown, obviously, like Long like, Beach is, is or LA. Los Angeles, right? Like wet, like Hollywood's part of Los Angeles, but West Hollywood isn't. Right, West Hollywood's. It's oh like no, because they're, I, I no, no, because idea. they're, they're telling you they're the coolest thing in the world place. if they say they're from West Hollywood. That's all that means. Yeah. Well, isn't that isn't that Los Angeles? It's cooler than L.A. We, I live in West Hollywood. That's like the yeah, one. Yeah, but like, I mean, isn't that's it, like people saying Chelsea, like when Williamsburg yeah. was hot. You know, when Williamsburg is was like, hot. Well, is hot when it was like at first people were like this I'm from Williamsburg. Williamsburg is Brooklyn's Boca. Right, that's what it is. It's but it's it's the same thing though. Like when people say West Hollywood, it's the same thing. Better than you. Overgrown infrastructure, gaudy nonsense, people that pay $5,000 a month for an apartment facing the East River. Their whole life is going through the tunnels that will be closed off next year. When the L train closes. Yes. Which is why I'm not looking for apartments. I have, I'm only three blocks (laughs) from the M train. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I'm one block from the L. No, I'm not actually going to, you'll be able to find out where I live. Stop. I gave it, what's that (laughs) sound? Everybody look what's going around. And that's the end of this week's show. Yeah. Because actually, no, I have a couple of... Wait, I have I have three cool yeah. stories to end with. Oh, now you pull out three more. I, I'm, I'm whipping ones. it out. Here we go. <laughs> actually, there's only one of them that, that's, that we could read quickly, which is something that, I mean, come on. You could have guessed this. Uh, All-you-can-eat restaurant closes after customers eat too much. It lasted two weeks. This happened. Thanks, Florida. <laughs> it was actually not a Florida Chinese buffet. Where this south was of the... in China. It was a real Chinese buffet. <laughs> Dinners at an all-you-can-eat buffet in China, also known as a Chinese buffet, but not. Uh, but it, but yes. That's not Buddha. That's the <laughs> best customer. <laughs> Recently honed their unlimited food cramming skills so well that they managed to put the restaurant out of business. According to ABC News, a Chinese <laughs> hot pot in the city of Chengdu has been forced to close two weeks after opening, after customers exploited its generous all-you-can-eat offer. Patrons at, he, challenge at, accepted. at J-I-A-M-E-N-E-R, J-I-A-M-E-N-E-R, don't, don't try. Uh, restaurant could purchase a membership card for $25, which entitled them to a month's worth of unlimited food. However, money what? who bought the card shared it with friends and family, meaning the restaurant received over 500 customers a day oh, with stupid. lines forming outside before it opened. The restaurant's owners had anticipated being able to recoup the losses caused by... Uh, 
literally giving the product away for free by attracting repeat customers. Seems like this didn't quite work out. Repeat, $25 a month. Quote, the uncivilized behavior of the diners were secondary. The main problem was our poor management, co-owner said. I mean, in theory, that'd be nice to, like, have a place that existed like that. So you see a homeless guy on the street that looks really bad, and you feel really bad. You're like, here's well, 25 bucks. Boom. You know what? At least I'm going to the land of the other Chinese buffets, South Florida. So Chinese buffets, old Jews. It's going to be great. I'm going to get to visit uh, I'm gonna get to visit my gals. I got to say. We haven't heard them in a long time. <gasps> yes. Yes. Uh, I totally you know. understand about overeating in a Chinese Thank family. you for being a friend. Sing it. No. Your heart is true. No. I'm going to one of those high rises in Fort Lauderdale. And you fly over that's in from the intro. If you do want it, invite it one you So glad I get to see you sing that. Thank you. I hope it's not too terrible. You're fine. Okay. No, so I'm going to Golden Girls territory. That's wonderful. It is. I'm actually. It's I'm going to be going. Show. Well, I'm going to be going all the way. They, don't, you know, it's sad because the only person who's still alive is Betty White, and she was my least favorite out of all. Of but them. she's so kick ass. Who's like my outside. best? Who's my favorite? Ooh, Golden Girl. Who's You've your favorite? My favorite. I'm not sure, but I feel like your attitude is going to be more like the mom. Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. That's your favorite? It's either it's a, it's tough between her and uh, B Arthur. Okay. I do love B Arthur. Yeah. She can tell me what to She do. played Larry's mom, right? In Curb? Did she? I'm pretty sure she did. Oh my god. In like 3 episodes or something. Oh, I have to watch that. Yeah. I can't I'm watch pretty Curb sure it was right before she life. died. Yeah. So. Sure. Um okay. yeah, but I don't want to have to look, it's an anti-vacation. I'm going to take off of work. I'm going to spend a ton of money to go to a, a place that I don't like to get yelled at by my parents. Why you don't do I have to stay to... all day at your parents? You can go land. The I pool. don't want to go to Florida. You, I could go literally anywhere else, anywhere else other than Florida, especially for the amount of money that it's costing me to go there. It costs less to go to the other side of the country to go to Portland. You're not going to get any stimulate from me. You get to go out of the city. I haven't done that in forever. You want to come? I can't. You, want, you can go instead of me. My parents will love you. <laughs> You're so much more laid back and easygoing, less stressful, able to cope with... You have anxiety medicine. Up the dosage when you're there. That's it. No. No. <laughs> he just doesn't want to go. I just don't Mix it go. with alcohol. Any reason you're also going to meet my girlfriend, go. too. And that's mm-hmm. not... It's That's like, you know, an important step in a relationship. She's, she's well, going she's to... She's nice. Maybe yeah. they'll be yeah, proud okay. of you. Well, yeah. what happened was my mom said that she would pay for my ticket. And I said, okay, well, then I'll pay for my girlfriend's ticket. Pay yeah. it forward. Got and then it. my mom, after find, after I sent her the receipt, she was like, I, I can't pay for your ticket. I'm like, so now I have to pay for both of them? Thanks. And that's how it, and now we're going to Florida together. Okay. <laughs> well, just and try I'm going to fill to your day. Try to like have a good time with her and be like, hey, this is where I went to high school. This is where I used to do this my high and school that. Was blah, blah, blah. Well, either way, I'm just saying, make it fun with her. That's all. Yeah. Try to have I'm a good a time. Person. Try to be positive. My body issues. I'm not a beach person. Okay. Has gone completely off the rails. And that's why this is the end of tonight's show. So, Corey, do you approve this week's pull request? I do. Wonderful. Tyler, how about you? I do, but you need to go to the beach. Okay. And our wonderful (laughs) student. I go to Nathan sometimes, and I stick my hand in the water, and then I leave. Uh, How about our wonderful... Hot dog water? Not hot dog water. (laughs) The ocean. 
And <laughs> I grew up I grew up a mile from the beach. I've had enough beach in my life. It's fine. And how about our wonderful studio audience? Yes. Well, then let's all hit merge. And we'll see you in two weeks right here on Culver Quacks. This has been the Pneumonium Production. The views and opinions expressed on Public Quest do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium, LLC, or its subsidiaries. This week's theme music provided by Wolfpack. Visit them at V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K dot com.